1: We're here. I wish feeling. I wish filling. What up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kell Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hell. From Blue Wire Studios here in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Look at all the beautiful people in the hallway. Tons of foot traffic today. Enjoying the show. Hopefully by now you guys already checked out our UFC show for the week. Recap UFC 298. Talked a little bit about UFC 300. An upcoming UFC Mexico card on there. Check it out. If everyone's on Patreon, you guys can see us. in our beautiful 4K selves here in Blue Wire Studios. Because the producers keep us nice and crisp in here so if you haven't signed up for patreon please please do you get every show you can watch all of them on youtube stream it wherever you guys want that is really fun plus a special episode every single week just for our patreon members and access to discord which we're trying to get popping for these pro wrestling events coming up over the next week so appreciate everyone who signed up for that dre we were going to do boxing on this show and i looked; it wasn't a ton of boxing so you know what we're gonna let boxing stack a little bit come back next week catch our breath, go into the boxing slate starting then. But this gives us a chance to split wrestling for the week. And I was like, you know what? We have a shorter show to finish off right now. I want to talk to you today about Impact and AEW, and then we can give WWE Elimination Chamber the entire show later on in the week. Figuring it's going on in Perth. We give people time to watch. They'll be up at 2 a.m. If you're a maniac like me, probably watching the show live. The old man will not. you might be. Never Never know. No. If your son's yelling and wakes up at 2 a.m., nah, you're not turning no. on. Putting his ass to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to bed. No, it's, uh, man, it, it's a big week in pro wrestling, but it's cool because this gives us the chance to talk about a little bit of everything. I want to start off with Impact because we've had, which is now TNA. So we've had their wrestlers in here pretty regularly. Chris Bay is a homie, of course. Had D'Lo on several times. Like we've had a lot of talent come through from TNA, and we've always been very complimentary on how they run things, the diversity in that company, the locker room, and it seemed like we saw the changeover from Impact to TNA, and everyone was hyped. We went to the show here in Vegas. They've had a ton of people coming through Okada, Osprey. People want to wrestle there. Jordan Grace was in the Royal Rumble representing them as a champion. It was all sunshines and rainbows. The future was bright. This week, shit kind of hit the fan. So Anthem, the parent company of TNA, decided to give Scott DeMore his walking papers and told Scott, yo, it's been good. We appreciate you. But we no longer need your services. And waited for a second. No controversy behind it. None crazy. He, he had created differences, it appeared. <laughs> uh, maybe he wanted some more money. There were some reports to sign more talent, to strengthen the product even further. Um, he had, you know, ways he wanted to take things where maybe they did not, and they decided to part ways, but a lot of talent in that locker room is not taking it well. It, it starts at the top. You know, they, they have just, I think today... I just pulled it up, a full campaign by their wrestlers who were tweeting out little time thingies. What is that saying? Hourglasses? You know, sending a message to the higher-ups. The Walking Weapon, Josh Alexander, the best wrestler in that company, now the heart of TNA. Asked TNA not to exercise his one-year option. They did anyway. But, you know, he just wanted to see what the market was like. It's like a lot of people had this allegiance to Scott that now where we see a guy like Moose sign long-term, we see Chris Bay, up, a lot of people just like working in that environment, love the booking, love that they always knew they're going to have opportunities and chances and that room for growth. It seems like a, a lot of that optimism is gone just that quick.
2: Yeah, it's business. So whatever the business was that moved Scott more out of his position... When you have a parent company or you have like an anthem that makes a business decision, they're not thinking about relationships and allegiances. and They're thinking about their bottom line. And for whatever reason, they got rid of Scott Demar for reasons that we don't know yet, and the talent doesn't like it. But are you going to quit? See, the reality is, as much as TNA has tremendous talent, the market has been saturated over the past few years where an AEW or a WWE will look at that talent and be like, that's cool, but we don't really need anybody from that roster right now. Yeah. So, like. Maybe a hand pick here or there. Yeah, maybe you take a Jordan Grace. Yep. Right? Or maybe you take a Moose. Yep. Maybe. Masha Slammer. Yeah, maybe you take a Masha. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't think anybody is going, let's go get Tommy Dream. You know what I'm saying, like Tommy got a day drive;
1: he'll be fine. There,
2: there's no need to fill your roster. Everybody's rosters are full. There's a ton of wrestlers, and that that leaves you to, to a lot of the talent. Like even Ace Austin, Chris Bay, like the Rascals. Like, there's no definitive home for them if they were to leave TNA right now. And I mean, there's nowhere for
1: Scott Demora to go right now. Honestly. He'll have a bigger market depending. probably than almost all the talent outside of Josh Alexander. And I would say Josh Alexander really can go to New Japan or AW. I'm but, not sure he fits in
2: W. But even Demore, it's, it's the question is, well, where does he fit in what role for the kind of pay that he wants? So it's like Scott Damore was handling so much at the top of TNA. Yeah. He'd want to book something. Like... I mean, like a show. He wants a product. You think WWE is like, come on, book shit here? No, they got Hunter and Shawn. Yeah, like that's that's just handling shit. You think they're gonna do it for AEW? No, that's Tony and the EVPs and whatever the fuck's going on in ROH that nobody watches.
1: They There's, might be able to give him ROH,
2: but does he want that? Does he want a product that nobody watches because he can't watch it? Right. So it's like. I wouldn't be surprised if DeMora ends up back at TNA at some point. It's it's the way of the world. It's the way of the business right now. I'm not entirely sure what the future holds for anybody. The question is, what kind of investment is Anthem making into TNA's future? And if this is the decision making, I can see a lot of talent being like, I don't really want to be here. Because it wasn't like they were making like tons of money. It was more so... I'm working with Scott Demore, and I'm working with the talent that I enjoy, and I'm working on this limited schedule, and I'm getting paid, and I can still do other shit if I really want to. Then it is I'm doing it for the money. So I don't, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what the future holds. The Scott Demore thing came out of left field for a lot of people. We won't know the nuances of it all because it's not something really TNA does. They don't really, they don't have leakers like other businesses, other promotions. So I don't know. I don't know. They don't need leakers. Everyone speaks
1: openly and honestly. <laughs> You think so? You don't yeah. really got to leak shit. Like it's yeah. just like all right. Like, but they they do like uh, Nick Nemeth came in and like that was a genuine surprise.
2: Yeah, but even, um, even then, it was like, oh, we signed him to TNA, but he's really working New Japan.
1: Yeah, he's so working wherever he wants to work.
2: Yeah, this isn't nobody's really signing like these exclusive deals to just work with TNA. So I can see why Josh Alexander was like, let me see what's out there. Because it'd be dumb of me to cut you know, cut up my nose and spite my face by saying, oh, I'm not even going to look. I'm just going to resign with you. Yeah. It's the business, man. The business is in. It's healthy, but it ain't as much opportunity. Like, even a Josh Alexander, do you mean to tell me that WWE will want him?
1: He's a phenomenal wrestler. That's not now what he they can value. Cut a promo. That's not what they value. Um, no, you can cut one hell of a promo. Now. He can. Just, but where does he fit? They would make him go to NXT. And I, I don't know if he's too accomplished and too old for NXT. That, again, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Like,
2: somebody like Josh Alexander, that's why he has to play the market because you have to talk to a WWE or AEW and it's like, where do you see me? And if they say NXT is like, nope, I'm going to go yeah. back to where I was. Because, again, NXT, I mean, I don't know what those contracts AEW,
1: are. they could be the North again and it would. It would what? And We don't it know. It would be incredible, I would, think. Ideally, it's a it'd be stack, incredible. Tag team division, but he's like, I've been the guy now. Yeah, so it's like I'm the guy. Do I need to be in this tag team. Even if you
2: were in the tag, what does it mean? Because it's so like they didn't do right by LAX. No. So why would I be? Why Houston would Rose I feel comfortable? Okay. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, and there aren't any. Who's out there that you go? If he's available, we gotta sign. Him or her? TNA roster? Any, just any roster right now. Osprey's taken now. Okada's taken from what yeah, all reports. I,
1: I, I would say Masha Slamovich is necessary. Like, if, if I'm looking at the TNA roster, no disrespect to the men there. Um, again, I, I think they call work. One person on that roster, Masha Slamovich, is the person I'm taking. Even over Jordan Grace. I don't even, um, I don't think Masha is. I, 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 if you're asking me, Masha is my number one. If I'm WWE or AEW, I need her because she's still young enough. I can put her in NXT if I need be. I can put her in ROH if need be. I can put her on either main roster whenever she's ready. Um, she is a standout in, in terms of that. Jordan Grace has to come in. She's part of your main roster, right? Like, there's, there's no time to grow or rework a character or whatever the fuck it is. Masha Slamovich, you got some options. Um, so I, Masha would be number one. And then, of course, Austin and Bay.
2: I don't think any of them are can't miss, and what I mean by that is it's not that they're tremendous talents. When I say can't miss, it's like, again, when Okada hits the market, like you can't pass him up. Will Ospreay is a unique, one of a kind talent. I don't, I don't think the WWE looks at Masha and says she's a one of a kind talent because they got a goddamn factory of women that they're just building through NXT. Insane.
1: So I don't think, but that doesn't stop them from maybe courting a Julia. Right? Like, or no, there's there's uh, that supplementing.
2: But that's my point. They're not going to overpay for anybody.
1: No, I don't think they don't have to. No.
2: So, like, you look at a Josh Alexander and be like, yeah, it'd be nice if we had him. If we didn't, is our business going to change? No. So, any like Chris Bay, that's that's our friend. I don't think either company looks at him and goes, if we
1: don't have him, we're failing. Yeah. But if he hits an overmarket, I think they're both looking at him and they go, yeah. Again, They look at him? You can get him without the exorbitant contract, right? Like, you can get Chris and he can still build within you. He's not going to break the bank. And your reward is higher than the risk you're taking off of money. The difference between, like, an Okada or even uh, an Alexander or Josh Alexander, any you got to pay them a moose. You got to pay them like they are a main event person right away. And if that shit flops, you're stuck with a lot of money. Yeah. That's a high-risk situation. You have to make them work. With Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Mosh, like, you don't have to pay them a crazy amount, and you can build them so they work. Uh, when, when you look at it, WWE does a lot of that in, in, in NXT. Like, mellow is great. Mellow don't miss. Yeah. They, they got him young enough where you don't have to pay him a ton, but you knew. His kid's available. I, I need him. See, I disagree. Look, I think none of them
2: are, like, there are no needle movers in the open market. There's nobody in the market no, Immediately, like, right drop. No. No, no you're so, projecting on all of them. Yes. And, and to your point, yes, you can pay them less and hope for the best. Yes. But that's my point, is anybody at TNA right now that goes, I'm going to test the market. You're not going to get a better spot in WWE or AEW. It's not available. Their spots are all crowded. You're not gonna get a spot like Would you him. have said LA Knight was a needle mover when he became available off no, NWA? That's my point. Like you took him and hoped for the best. Like you didn't take him saying, I gotta get him off the market so somebody else can't get him.
1: WWE didn't do that. No. Right? They so, lowballed him in the deal. <laughs> he said, They right. lowballed him a deal. He said, fuck it, I'm gonna bet on myself. He and took he took change. the lowball.
2: But that's my point is there's nobody in impact right now that Either company would look at it and be like, is any of these people better than our top five? No. And because of Trinity that. Trinity was that. But Trinity was more of a product of WWE, was yeah, the reason WWE why she brought was alive. her ass home. Yeah, 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 they was like, all right, we'll bring her home. Yeah, yeah. And even now, like, I guarantee
1: you, Trinity's not going to be higher than the top five women in the company. Um, you could argue she is top five. She's in the elimination chamber. There are only six people in there. Is she is he, hey, he flexy back? <laughs> she's in it. Same but I'm just it. saying Bianca
2: Becky when Charlotte returns Bailey like yeah. she's not the horse women it's yeah. Asuka like they brought her the home the facto but the, it wasn't dungeon. like a situation was like we have to bring her home or somebody else is yeah. gonna make money it's, it's not that there's nobody out there right now they're not gonna
1: push her like they're gonna push Jade Like and Masha, Jade is new
2: exactly like Masha Slamovich is great but you sign her and she doesn't change anything like Cody was like
1: all right He changes changes something. Punk. Punk
2: changes changes something.
0: Osprey,
1: he's different. Changes something. Right? Like, if you put him in the WWE machine where no one's ever seen him, he moves the needle. Okada. Yeah. Like he's he was at the
2: top of a company. Again,
1: people say whatever the fuck they want about Nock. He changed stuff.
2: There there are no people, I don't think there's anybody out there right now that the WWE has to have. They're crowded. They got to make room for who they got. AW's crowded. They're crowded. There's no, like, if Moose was on the market, both companies would look at him, but if Moose came to the table was like, I need to be a main event player, both companies would be like, not right now.
1: WWE, like, you're Baron Corbin.
2: Yeah, if that. If that. Right. It's just how they see them. Doesn't mean that they can't be that. Yeah, it doesn't mean you can't grow into that. No, but right now, it's like, oh, we ain't got time for that shit. You want to be right into the title picture? You want to be at WrestleMania? Nope.
1: New Japan-wise, I'm
2: trying to think. No, there's nobody.
1: Damn! New Japan used to have a lot of people.
2: Yeah, say that about. but there's no, there's nobody. AW, WWE gobbled people up. Yeah, they they got everybody that they wanted, and we're in this weird AW situation. A lot of fucking people. If you look at the landscape of pro wrestling right now, there are no super indies. There yeah. are unique talents, just like the Nick Gages of the world. Yep. Like Brian Keith just got signed to AEW. There is like, there is this. There is no. The indies are cool, but they're it not way too bad. But they weren't what they were like five years ago. Like there was that time where it was like Riddle, Keith Lee. Like they were all there. And WWE and AEW wasn't even here yet. So it was like there was all this talent. He was like, man, what would happen if now we know?
1: They're all signed. Yeah, to around. Yep. Lee Moriarty was like, yo, he's net. Like Lee get on TV once a week. Yeah. never wage. I never seen him. No, he just shows
2: up with Shane Taylor. That's it. But it's been in four factions. There's only so much room in a company, right? There's only so much room. And it doesn't mean the talent's not good enough. It's just like, damn, we got to make room. It's just like you have an ensemble cast for a TV show or a film. Somebody got to take the back seat. Yeah. If I got Leonardo DiCaprio, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Robert De Niro, John Leguzamo, and pick an actor. Freddie Prince Jr. Sorry,
1: Freddie. Yeah, yeah. You got a bit part. Yeah. Listen, at least Don almost didn't get the last part. No. Puerto Ricans up. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's that's true. Like, it's it's a tough landscape. TNA is still a great company for now to work. Like, they just have to figure out, like, who's going to book this? Like, this guy did a lot. He did. He did. So that's a void. It's not like it you, you let someone walk. That was just one thing.
2: No, 100%. He
1: did a lot. Now you you really can't just be like, well, AEW lets their own wrestler's book shit. Let's just talk like no, and there's other veteran voices in the back. Yeah. But yeah, I, I might be with you. I think Scott might just end up coming back. No, they they may figure out. And that, the talent wants him back. And yeah. it's just like, bro, I get it. Like this is one of those like Ross and Rachel, we're on a break type things. Yeah. And like, yeah, all right. It's like, and ah, we're better back. together than apart. That's it. It's all right.
0: Indeed.com slash blue Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: And then the other thing I want to talk about, AW. again, we're previewing their pay-per-view next week as we recap el- Elimination Chamber as well, but the biggest thing going around this week is Shay Jax, and did an interview, Chris Van Vliet, mm-hmm. shout out to CVV, and O'Shea went on there, I'm trying to pull it up. Because the show's everywhere. And people have taken offense with him saying that there's, like, AW fans are unwilling to come out and teach people about the town. And it's something we've discussed a lot on the show. Like, yo, this guy debuted. Who is this guy? they would be like, oh, just go Google it. And now it's a a conversation again on Twitter. And it's interesting to think of because, I saw someone post on Twitter. I forgot who it was. They are like, yo, you can't like someone off of Google. Like, Google can't teach you everything about anything. You can Google a musician, but that doesn't mean you're going to get the full landscape and everything of what a Kendrick Lamar is. Mm -hmm. They'll give you a couple songs to listen to, whatever. but sometimes sitting down and listening or talking to a Kendrick Lamar fan is what will make you hype to become a fan. And then you go to the product and everything else. So this isn't an argument of, yo, AEW's dropping the ball to me, and people take O'Shea, that's what he said, and, oh, he's a WWE homer and all this. I took the conversation differently of, where does the fans' responsibility lie in, I love this product, I want to embrace and bring more fans into this. Or is AEW forever going to be Rockets records, where I don't want this shit to become Def Jam. I don't want it to become shiny suit, bad boy. If you ain't hip on it, if you don't know about all these guys, keep that shit over there. You go listen to that. How long is okay? And I'm not saying the fans even do this, but that's the perception from a WWE fan, and O'Shea trying to come over. They gatekeep this shit. And he's, now he's like, that shit's whack. And he just runs over it and he dislikes it. And we see more and more of these fans who are just like, oh, well, you don't want to let me in. So fuck y'all. Now, now we don't like it. Now I'm just going to bad mouth it because the fans gatekeep it because they want it to be just theirs. All right. Um,
2: where shall I start? Here, here's where I'll start. You motherfuckers are lazy. <laughs> this is where we're just going to start. No, I'm just in general. People are lazy. <laughs> motherfuckers are lazy. So to ask a wrestling promotion that you're watching to hold your hand to teach you about everything, it's fucking lazy, right? Case in point, I'm going to shift this to hip-hop. How many people watched Killer Mike win that Grammy award and was like, who the fuck is Killer Mike? Every person under 25 years old on Twitter. Kai Sinet. Yeah, like you run down the list. Everybody's like, man, who the fuck is this Killer Mike? Then they listen to the album. It's like, oh shit. This shit kind of slaps. This shit is this shit yeah. is good. I'm sorry. My bad. That ain't killing my fault. That's your fucking fault. Because you're fucking lazy, right? If I come from a different era, obviously, where, where if I want to learn about something, I'm going to look it up. I'm not going to ask you to tell me what's like. That's not, that's not your job. When it comes to music, I like what I like. And if I see something that I like, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper and find out who these artists are. And when it comes to pro wrestling, there's YouTube. It's not Google. It's called YouTube. This this, this is this argument that somebody should tell you what to like,
1: look, just don't fucking watch it. And it's okay. No, but if you want to watch it. Then fucking Google. Like, watch it on YouTube. It's different. It's different when I was like, yo... When we first met, we decided to have this podcast, and we're wilding out in the UFC uh, little catering rooms and all this shit. And I sat down with you, Acosta, Big Mac, all this shit. Uh, Ray Mundy was there. Yep. I don't know if cop was there. Or I forgot who else was at the same was. table. Um, no, but it was a bunch of, like, MMA people, and it was just like, yo, like, all right. Well, I'm, Sammy is not for me. Mm-hmm. What? So what do we tell you? Yo. No, no. You... You watch this match in ROH? No, he was El Generico. Blah, blah. Yo. But you guys didn't just say, go look at that. You, I mean, you guys berated me a little bit. Yes. But after, after the nice little ribbing and the jokes and shit, you're like, yo, this is the match. Generico Steen. Yes. Steen Wolf. This watch this joint. All right. Now, generico. Oh, you know Seth Rollins, right? Yeah. Generico Tyler Black. What? Oh, Tyler Black was. Yeah, watch that. All right, this generic, all right. yo, what's this PWG? Oh, PWG? Say less. Watch this match. Watch. And then Adam Cole shows up in NXT like three years later. And I was like, hey, I saw him at PWG. Yeah. But how y'all are so hype about this match and that match, that goes along, and it's not the promotion's job. I'm That's not the saying point. it's the promotion's job. I'm saying, as fans who care about a product, when is it the fans' job to help other fans come in and be like, "Yo, this shit is dope"? Oh, because the promotion, promotion—they make they make the product. Yes, again, rock is record is, is my example. A lot of people during that era was not listening to that shit. They were not listening to most. They're not listening to Talib. They're not listening to that shit. But if you think it's really dope and you you knocking this in the car, I'm like, "Yo, who's this?" Like, nah, nah, yo, you got it. You haven't heard this? Bong, come down. Come down to the site, hip hop site. Bah, I'll give you this, that. Here goes yeah. this joint, blah, blah. And your excitement and you putting me on to exactly what this is. Oh, now I'm hooked. Yeah. It's at the point where we lost that. People are like, I'm an AEW fan. I'm a WWE fan. All right, cool. I'm a WWE fan. But do you think this shit is dope? Tell me what's dope. Okay. I. Uh, Vikingo. Vikingo's dope. They're advertising him. Tony Khan, I may think that shit's played out, blah, blah. No, yo, trust me, he's dope. Okay, what should I watch? Yeah. Yo, go Google it. Yo, if you can't tell me what to watch, and you're not hype, and you're not helping me, now I'm just... Now, I'm jaded. And it's like, fuck you, then. Fuck the promotion, I don't want to watch it. But if you just go, yo, you know what? If you want to watch him, Kenny Omega, they were on Dynamite, but also... Had this joint in Mexico? This shit's on YouTube, blah, blah. This is what it is. He's the champion in Mexico. Kenny Omega had the belts before him. He knocked Kenny Omega off of that shit. Crazy. Classic match. Go watch that. Oh, and then he did this other joint before he came to AEW. Okay, cool. Just watch those two matches. Three matches, come back. Do that, and they talk to you and blah, blah. It helps a ton. It's like when I put people who aren't wrestling fans on the wrestling. I'd be like, yo, you got to watch Hell in Cell, Mankind, Taker. What? No, yeah, just watch it, bro. Oh, my God, that shit, He threw him off the cell, but cool. All right, now you want some other matches? Now we get a little more technical with shit. Okay, cool, watch this, watch that. And then they're talking to me about it. We going back and forth. Next thing you know, they're watching Raw every week.
2: Yeah.
1: AEW fans, WWE fans don't have to because people remember shit from the 90s and they're spoiled. But it's even when people like NXT, people are kind of this way. Like, oh, you don't know this person in NXT? Like, who cares, bro? Just put them on. Well, that's the uh, again. People are lazy, and
2: in underground hip hop, because that's the foundation to me for everything. Like, you don't need to put anything people on the shit that's on the radio, right? Because it's on the radio again. Yeah, like you don't have to say, "Oh man, here's the history of Nelly." He's on the fucking radio. Just (laughs) turn on the radio, right? Like, here's Travis Scott. Here's there's no underground Travis Scott. It doesn't exist. There are gatekeepers in every industry, and underground hip-hop backpack fans are also the worst because <laughs> they're, they're very much like, you don't know who this is? Well, then fuck you. I've never operated like that. I've always been like, well, if you don't know, here's what you should find. Here's what you should check out. This is your gateway drug, right? Check this shit out if you don't. Like, I, I did that my whole career. Like, that, my whole career has been about building bridges. There are a lot of people who are so possessive of the shit that they like that they think they can be the only people that like it. And they think once they give it to the masses, it's diluted. But the concept of popular music or popular anything is that a lot of people like it. So something's good. You should be able to tell people you should like it. But there's so many people that be like, I mean, I remember like when Nirvana first came out, there were kids who was like, you don't, you don't know Nirvana? No, I don't know Nirvana. Well, then fuck you. No, no. teach me. <laughs> yeah, put me on. It was the same thing about garage bands. same thing about underground hip hop. Same thing about independent pro wrestling. Same thing about regional MMA fighters. Cause like imagine Conor McGregor, here, you should watch Cage of Fire. I ain't watching that. Look, here, watch these fights. So you can learn about who this guy is. There are gatekeepers everywhere. The problem is though, when you start saying, fuck the company, it ain't the company's job. Yeah, it's not the company. Say fuck the fans. Fuck those fans. <laughs> right? Like, I've been to plenty of hip hop shows where like you see the roots perform, you see Talib or most or common and so on and so forth. And then people diss people for not liking them, going back to the Killer Mike conversation. People are like, ah, oh, I don't listen to that shit. And instead of going, Hey, you should listen to this song. Oh, Killer Mike did this song with you know, Juicy J. Yep. DJP. Here, check this shit out. Oh, this is what he did with Jay Z. Oh. They'll just go, Well, fuck you then. You can't do that. You can't convert people. Yeah. Like you can't you got to get them with honey and not vinegar. So, when I see Jose Jackson talking about this, you can't say fuck AEW. You just say like them fans are pieces of shit because there are plenty of us on the other side that be like, "Yo, I've watched all these people wrestle. I will give you a list. Yeah. Like what happened when we started doing shit? You came to the house. Yeah. We sat on the we sat at the crib watching PWG." Yep. Yeah. You watched the Inner City Machine Guns with Ricochet and Rich Swann Yeah. going crazy. And you was like, yo. But if I was like, nah, you don't.
1: Do and I had to go to the barbecue hut and watch Ricochet. <laughs> that next mania. That's what I'm saying. I was saying. like, yo, he's, he's wrestling. I got to go. But all it and is is like, somebody
2: saying, here. When I tell you
1: he's Prince Puma? Yeah. And I was
2: like, what the fuck? It's like, here, let me share this with you. So I get the sentiment of what O'Shea's saying, but you can't... Like, I don't... I've never understood the idea of, well, because the fans didn't share it with me,
1: fuck the promotion.
2: It's like, fuck the fans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sooner or later,
1: the fans... Again, you got to decide what you want for this company that you like so much. Wait, wait. That That's the point. I, like,
2: again, I love The Roots. Like, Distortion and Static was the first song of the Roots I ever heard, and I was sold. I was like, yo, it's a band of hip-hop. These guys are incredible. For me, it was always, I want to see them win. The problem with these fans, and that goes across any industry, is they don't really want to see them win.
1: They want them for themselves. That's the key, because now they're on Kimmel or whatever, and they're like, oh, "Oh, "Oh, you sold out. Yeah, But it's not selling out. You should want... The people that you enjoy
2: to make the most money and be successful by doing what they have to do, as long as they ain't got to sell out, because if, if the Roots out here and make country grammar, then I'd be like, all right, well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the Roots are still making the Roots music. Yeah. You should want them to win. AEW still doing AEW shows. Yeah, like you should want them to win. Like you should want Darby to win. You should want any swerve to win. Yeah. But people
1: get so weird about this shit. That's the key. It's just like, yo, find it. And I understand <laughs> that. Like you, you again, I'm not asking, just but if I care about something, I want to make sure that one, your introduction to it is something that you're going to like. Yeah. Because if you just Google shit, you don't know what's gonna pop up. If you just type in someone's name into YouTube, you don't know what's the first match you're gonna get.
2: Oh man, you gotta And you'll
1: just be like, whatever. Like, nah, yo, listen, this is the match, blah, blah. Oh, you know this person. He used to be in WWE or NXT. Yeah, they wrestled him. Now watch this. Watch his match over here compared to what he did. Over. All right, cool. Watch. Okay, now you like him and him. And it's it's one of those things where you build those bridges, like you said. And there's sooner or later fans and people complain about what O'Shea did. Then show these people. Yes. Then hit them up and be like, yo, cool. Like um, at a higher level because he's at a higher level. But like. It's somewhere where like if he really wants to know about AEW, like hit up Gun, yeah, gonna bring gonna watch both, gonna bring you and sit you right next to him, ringside at the AEW pay per view. You and Gun, chill out, blah blah. Yo, he'd be like, oh look at this, change your whole perspective on shit. Like there's people who will show you like cool, and they want everyone to win, but there's not enough of those fans right now in. The AEW circle, it's to that point where, bro, it's gonna get big. They're getting big. They're not a secret anymore. They're not in indie. They never have been. And they're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You just, you should push fans into that. You look at an AEW crowd, that diversity all up and down the roster, all this crowd does not reflect what the promotion is. And it's like, yo, if you want more people that look like us, you want more young people, if you want more women to feel safe in this environment, y'all got to open up and start welcoming people. Because yeah. I go, there's not many women that go to AEW shows. Not a lot of brown folk. Like, it's just, there's the same couple of us who are always there, and we all have podcasts and shit. And then it's it's a very specific type of fan. Like, yo, let's open it up. Stop gatekeeping, get more of us in. Yeah. So that, that was my biggest thing of what he said. Like, I don't hold him, you know in the wrong for saying that but as fans if someone says that I'd be like yo come through I'll show you this
2: I think we we fall in this trap as a society where we feel like we gotta be the smartest people in the room and that we know everything we don't know everything and it's okay to say hey i like to share this with other people sharing is scary and that's that's my whole point if you love pro wrestling you should share it with people that like pro wrestling but you should also be helpful in how you guide them like if I want you to like something, I'm going to just say, just Google it. I'm going to say, here, check this out, because I know you like this.
1: It's, it's part of being a teacher. And How I, many people? You took the to indie shows?
2: I, so I'm saying. like <laughs> Every
1: city. Like, yo, come through. Random. Yo, come through. We're going to this indie show, and they love that
2: shit. Like, as we get closer to WrestleMania, something that I take great pride in is me and Kaz was talking about this the other day, and we'll close on this. When me and Kaz started talking early about wrestle rap and all that, there was only like a few of us that loved pro wrestling that looked like us in the industries that we were in and me and Kaz and Ernest, who we don't talk to anymore, but uh, we, David Dennis and a few others, we were like, yo, we found each other cause we all like the same thing. So we needed to build a community. And now it's 2024 and the community's thriving, right? To the point where as we're getting ready to plan for WrestleMania, we're going, yo, like we still got to do diversity stuff, but it's diverse. Like, I think we won. Yeah, I think we figured it out. So we should all like take great pride into welcoming people into our circles and watching the circle grow, rather than being so defensive of it because once we give it away, we feel like we can't have it back. No, it's always ours. Yeah, it's always what we. It's always a part the of the building us. blocks. Yeah, we. This is the foundation, and we should want more and more people to enjoy what we love. You just got to cut the gatekeeping shit out. That's the key. That's but, what I got. And then stop being lazy, Like <laughs> Don't expect people like, don't go to AEW and like, yo, tell me who this person is and show me all his matches. Cut that shit out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nah, so uh it's great quick wrestling talk. We appreciate you guys. Enjoyed this. Now we get to split it up. So WWE Elimination Chamber, full preview coming later on in the week. Uh, shout out to everyone on Patreon. You guys will get your special episode as well later on this week. If you guys haven't already, follow us on all social media platforms. Like, subscribe, wherever you guys listen to the podcast. A review helps as well. Check us out on YouTube's Clips up there every single week. We appreciate you all. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Art Studios, Wind Resort in Las Vegas. You guys stay safe. See you guys later in the week. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.